I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps. This attack is coming from a guy who has yet to explain his apparent approval for the assassination of Harvey Milk. There's a difference between saying, I want to be a girl and I am a girl. I am a girl. Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? I've been going to gay bars for as long as I can remember. He grabbed me, picked me up, and a kiss transpired between the two of us. Welcome to this Ray Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Greg Gordon. Ghana's drastic anti-queer bill draws drastic reactions. Tucker pouts over Rachel's admiralty and Pete's paternity. And eight-year-old trans girl Sunny swims against the Texas tide. Those stories and more this week because you've chosen this Ray Out. Tanya Kane Perry. And I'm Joe Bainline. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending October 23rd, 2021. The threat of mass demonstration is turning up the pressure on the Ghanaian government to pass the Promotion of Proper Human Sexual Rights and Ghanaian Family Values Bill 2021. It's the most homophobic document the world has ever seen, according to the queer advocacy group Rightify Ghana. All expressions of LGBTQ identity, ally support, and medical care for transgender people would be outlawed. Same-gender sex is already a crime from the colonial era, but the law currently under consideration by a parliamentary committee would even ban sex toys. Public submissions have been requested. One such submission comes from Osagifo Agiman Badu II, president of the Banu Regional House of Chiefs. The regional tribal leader is threatening to storm parliament with 10,000 followers if the government fails to pass the bill. He said in a speech this week, I want them to know that it's not a few people that are supporting the bill but that chiefs in this country are strongly behind it. Pastors and a majority of Ghanaians are against the LGBT+, saying a man cannot marry man and woman cannot marry a woman, because how can they give birth and multiply in the world? With hate-twisted logic, he added that he would be happy to let same-gender couples marry. In his words, with the condition that they will be killed if they fail to give birth within a year. Araba Forslan is the mother of the popular Ghanaian transgender singer Angel Maxine. During a recent interview, they voiced strong opposition to the bill, and Forslan promised a unique response to Chief Badu's threat to storm Parliament. She said she'll walk naked into Parliament to protest if the homophobic bill is adopted in the West African nation. In Southern Africa, the government of Botswana is appealing a 2019 ruling that overturned laws against consensual adult same-gender sex. Attorneys for University student Leshewetz Mochi Dimang had argued that same-gender love has become more accepted in Botswanan society. They said the laws making it punishable by up to seven years in prison should be repealed. 
Sidney Pelain of the Attorney General's Office argued for the government that there is no evidence of such a societal change. He said, people don't hate or dislike gays. They simply just don't approve of what they do. It's not the court's responsibility to gauge whether people's attitude toward gay sex has changed. That responsibility should be placed with Parliament to change laws. Judges of the Court of Appeal have delayed announcing their ruling on the government's appeal. On October 12th, they advised that the issue needs further research and discussion. South Korea's defense ministry has decided to appeal a district court order to reinstate the late trans soldier Byun Hee Soo. A military official said that the army is asking the justice ministry for a decision on the matter because it needed a higher court to review the issue. The Justice Ministry is responsible for reviewing lawsuits pursued by the state. Earlier this month, the District Court ruled that the Army must recognize Byun as a woman and overturn its discharge of the former staff sergeant as disabled. Two years after she voluntarily enlisted as a male, Byun requested a transfer to a female unit after her reassignment surgery in 2019. She was booted from the service instead. Bion killed herself in March before the ruling in her favor, but her family has continued her lawsuit. According to the South Korean news service KBS, several human rights groups had urged the military to accept the pro-trans ruling to no avail. It reports that 1,168 citizens and 239 organizations were named in petitions and comments calling for the appeal to be waived. KBS also noted that at least two dozen other countries around the world now welcome military service by transgender people, recently including the United States. During a tense confrontation in the European Parliament this week, Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki told European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen that his country will not be blackmailed. Morawiecki charged that the European Court of Justice was leading a creeping revolution intended to undermine Poland's sovereignty. Declarations of LGBT-free zones within the Eastern European country and the EU's forceful opposition to them had already strained relations. Tensions escalated following a Polish court ruling that national law takes precedence over EU law. The European Commission soon shot back with a strong statement asserting EU legal supremacy over its member nations. Still, Morawiecki insisted, the primacy of EU law does not extend to the constitutional system. The Polish constitution is the highest legal act in Poland. It stands above any other principle of law. If the resistance continues, the commission could follow through on threatened sanctions against Poland, which include the withholding of EU funding. Some EU leaders are reportedly urging patience, however. Outgoing German Chancellor Angela Merkel and others advise the commission to engage in further dialogue with Polish authorities. The BBC reports that Lithuania's president, Gitanas Nasida, has offered to mediate the dispute. He warns that linking rule of law issues with funding could inflict unimaginable harm to EU unity. The government of Russia has outlawed as extremist the male state, a far-right hate group that has sponsored abusive campaigns against women's rights, minorities, and LGBTQ people. Its manifesto identifies the group as a radical patriarchy with the goal of changing the constitutional order. The Russian police's anti-extremist unit says it's a group that, 
opposes the current political regime and believes that the Russian authorities are organizing a genocide of the male population. You can probably underscore opposition to Putin as a key factor. When journalist Anna Mongat interviewed a same-gender couple for her TV program in July, the male state threatened to kill her children. The group was seriously outraged by a sushi restaurant ad that had the temerity to feature both rainbow colors and a black man. The extremist designation means that the group is banned in Russia. Members face jail time if they're convicted of organizing any male state actions. It joins other banned extremist groups that include followers of leading political dissident Alexei Navalny, the Islamic State, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Meanwhile, the king of his own little male state urged Russians to maintain their spiritual values and historical traditions and to reject the socio-cultural disturbances of the West. In a speech this week, President Vladimir Putin called teaching students that a boy can become a girl and vice versa, is on the verge of a crime against humanity. Finally, a transgender teen in Western Australia is now free of his abusive parents. In upholding the boy known as TM's emancipation, Chief Justice Peter Quinlan noted that his parents did not and do not wish to acknowledge TM's gender identity. Quinlan found that the best interests of TM were, as a matter of law, the paramount consideration. All other considerations were secondary. TM first came to the attention of the Western Australian Department of Communities in 2019 after he was treated at Perth Children's Hospital for being suicidal. He told social workers he didn't feel safe at home because of his family's verbal and emotional abuse over his trans identity. He also said he had been physically abused by his brother. The hospital officially diagnosed TM with gender dysphoria a psychiatrist report found that TM was at a high risk of completed suicide if he remained at home. TM was over the age of 16 when a magistrate issued the protective order removing him from his parents' custody. They appealed that decision to the Western Australia Supreme Court. Criminology Research Associate Benjamin Scott told the Sydney Star Observer that the ruling is a good first step. His concerns that it does not actively prevent harm to trans and gender-diverse children. It's only once these cases reach courts that this new precedent can have any impact. Further, whether his decision is followed in other jurisdictions in Australia is another question. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the week ending October 23rd, 2021. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappell, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can read the transcript and listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm Joe Bainline. Stay healthy. And I'm Tanya Kane Perry. Stay safe. Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August. Paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how to breastfeed. No word on how that went. Look, in his case, I guess he just doesn't understand the concept of bottle feeding. The secretary suckles a truth-deficient fox, but first... Trailblazer.
Glazing Assistant U.S. Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine achieved another landmark on October 12th. She's now the nation's first transgender four-star admiral. The hero of the COVID-19 pandemic as Pennsylvania's Secretary of Health, Dr. Levine was appointed to her federal post by President Joe Biden and approved by the Congress in January. The rank of admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps is linked to that position. Levine acknowledged the significance of the moment after her swearing-in ceremony. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve across any of the eight uniformed services. This is a momentous occasion, and I am honored to take this role for the impact that I can make and for the historic nature of what it symbolizes. I stand on the shoulders of those LGBTQ individuals who came before me, both those known and unknown. May this appointment today be the first of many more to come as we create a diverse and more inclusive future. Diversity makes us stronger. Each person has a different perspective and different strengths that they bring to make the whole community stronger. The time is now for our country to continue to move the bar forward for diversity. And I am proud to wear this uniform and answer that call. Earlier, I took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Now I pledge my commitment to you. I pledge to be a steward of the nation's health. I commit to you that I will be rigorous in my approach. I will follow the science to build a healthier future where we work to create an environment in which no one is left behind. The health of our nation is paramount. Everyone should be treated with love, respect, and compassion. Thank you. As four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps, Assistant U.S. Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine now leads more than 6,000 public health service officers. The Corps is dedicated to serving the nation's most vulnerable populations, like the transgender community that Levine calls her own. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and this one will talk to his voice, his horse. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. Behind the heavily guarded walls of the White House, everyone has gone crazy. Dr. Levine's elevation had Fox News host Tucker Carlson clutching his pearls. Just this week, the Biden administration declared that a biological man who wears a dress is now a female admiral. And then they sent that brave four-star female admiral out to deliver a speech that read like something out of a D-Day documentary. Watch. I am truly honored to join the ranks of men and women across this great nation who have committed to defend the United States against small and large threats, known and unknown. Come on. They're daring you to sit there and not say this is ridiculous. But it is. Sorry, it is ridiculous. Sorry, not playing along. But they don't think it is. And so you have to ask yourself, how long will it be before Joe Biden appoints his horse to the Supreme Court? And when he never really does do that, you have to ask, how long will it be till CNN informs us this is a watershed moment for equine rights? Don't you dare laugh. That would be a hate crime. I am Mr. Tucker Carlson. Another Carlson conniption fit after this. Good news. 
good news. Are you signed up for our e-newsletter, Inside This Way Out? We send them out every few weeks, briefly reviewing recent and previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international LGBTQ radio show. To receive the occasional Inside This Way Out and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org. I just met you Seems like yesterday You opened up your eyes And I recognized your face You know that you're the one That we've been waiting for We're gonna keep you safe First time I held you in my arms I knew I'd love you all the way Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August after adopting a child. Paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how to breastfeed. No word on how that went. Look, in, in his case, I guess he just doesn't understand the concept of bottle feeding, let alone the concept of, of paternity leave. Yes, Tucker Carlson got his homophobic knickers in a twist more than once this week. The Fox News host laid into Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for taking paternity leave after he and husband Chaston adopted baby twins. Buttigieg offered some fatherly wisdom in response to Carlson's infantile whining. What's really strange is that, uh, you know, um, this is from a side of the aisle that used to claim the mantle of being pro-family. Uh, what we have right now is an administration that's actually pro-family, and uh, I'm blessed to be able to experience that, you know, as an employee, uh, being able to have the, the flexibility uh, to take care of our newborn uh, children, which is, uh, by the way, work. It's joyful work. It's, it's wonderful work, but it's, it's definitely work. And we as a society, I think, are starting to do a better job of recognizing that parenting is work, that caregiving is work, and supporting it as such. This is largely a consensus issue, not just the support for families like mine to have a, a right to marry and, and right to uh, uh, be treated equally, uh, but also that families in general, moms and dads, uh, ought to be able to support their children, including with paid family. This attack is coming from a guy who has yet to explain his apparent approval for the assassination of Harvey Milk. Uh, so, you know, obviously we, we know that uh, there's some dark places where some of these attitudes come from. I love you forever now. I kiss all my leading men. I think Ow. it just breaks the ice. No regrets! No regrets! Spy smooches spy later in the program. Thanks to her many trips to the Texas State Legislature, Sonny Bryant of Houston has become an expert at testifying before lawmakers. That's more than interesting because Sonny is only eight years old. Sonny's mother brought her trans daughter all the way to the state capitol in Austin to plead for her rights against HB 25, a proposed ban on trans girls and women participating in school sports programs. Hi, my name is Sunny Brandt, and I represent myself, and I oppose HB 25. 
You may have seen my testimony for basically the same bill. I'm kind of famous now, but not for anything great like winning a spelling bee or the Houston Rodeo mutton busting. Instead, I'm known for being myself, publicly. Something I never wanted to do. Something most, most kids don't have to think about. When I was four, yes, four, I got, to tell, I got the courage to tell my parents that they should have made me a girl. I was meant to be a girl. I love my mom and dad so much. <clears throat> Next to my brother, they're my best friends. They will do whatever it takes to make me safe. They won't stop. Even if it means moving to another state that doesn't attack kids like me. Why are you attacking me? I'm really great. I have lots of friends. I love to read. And I love playing sports like baseball, soccer, and gymnastics. My teacher described me as the most studious and yet somehow the funniest kid in class. My mom has never been more proud because it's all she wanted out of us kids, to be smart and funny. I shouldn't be here right now. I should be in school. Wednesdays is Espanol and Art, my favorite class. My first visit to the capital, the capital should have been on a school field trip, not defending my right to exist. But if I don't show up, you won't see the real stories. Kids like me whose futures will be crushed, opportunities taken away before I'm even given a chance to try. I think maybe you need more trans people in your life. Every time I meet trans kids and grown-ups, my heart grows. Don't be a Grinch. Let your heart grow. Please let me run as fast as I can, skin my knees sliding into home, and cheer for my teammates when they win. Let me play with girls because I am a girl. Vote no on HB 25. Representative Johnson. Thank you for being here. How does it make you feel that you keep being asked to come be yourself publicly here in the Capitol? It feels... I just don't want to do it. Every, because coming back here just so I can exist doesn't make sense. Thank you. That was the poignant testimony of eight-year-old trans girl Sunny Bryant with a follow-up question from Texas State Representative Ann Johnson. Sonny's words made little impression on the Republican-controlled House. HB 25 passed there and went on to win mostly party-line approval in the state Senate. Trumpist Republican Governor Greg Abbott is fully expected to sign it into law. This is not pretend. This is not a phase. Um, it's real. I am a girl. There's a difference between saying, I want to be a girl and I am a girl. And that was made very clear by her. Sonny and her mom, Becca, reacted to the Senate's vote in an October 18th interview on Houston TV station ABC 13. It was kind of emotional, and I was kind of, I was really nervous. We haven't had any lawsuits in the state of Texas. We haven't had any cases, and the population of trans kids, kids is so small. So that means she'd be the only girl in a locker room, only girl on the team. She won't have that community that you get. I like baseball, tennis, gymnastics, and soccer. What is in my heart is I think I should be able to play sports because I am a girl too. Give it a ball, give it a ball, give it a ball, yeah! 
eight-year-old Texas trans girl Sunny Bryant and her mom Becca say they'll keep fighting for the rights of all trans kids. This Way Out is supported in part by contributions from our listeners. Some give a little each month, some make a larger annual contribution. More information and a link to give are online at thiswayout.org. I've been going to gay bars for as long as I can remember. Maybe not what you expected to hear from 007, but Daniel James Bond Craig is revealing his recreational preferences and more during the promotional tour for his new movie, No Time to Die. Here's more of Craig's chat with Bruce Bozzi on Sirius XM's Lunch with Bruce podcast. I don't get into fights in gay <laughs> that often. <laughs> <laughs> because... The aggressive swinging in right. hetero bars, I just got very sick of as a, yeah. as, as a, as a kid because it was like, I, I, I just, I don't want to get, I don't want to end up even in a punch up. And I did. I, that would happen right. quite a lot. Right. And it would just be a good place to go. Everybody was chilled. Everybody, you didn't really have to sort of state your sexuality. Right. It was okay. And it was a, very safe place to be and yeah. I could meet girls there because there were a lot of girls right. who were there for exactly the same reason right. I was there. Right. Daniel Craig's villainous co-star in the latest Bond adventure is Rami Malek who won an Oscar for his portrayal of Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. The actors raised eyebrows on CBS's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert discussing the intimacy of their rehearsal style. He grabbed me, picked me up and I can't tell who initiated the next moment, if it was him or I, but uh, a kiss transpired between the two of us. And I'm going to say that Daniel initiated it. I kiss all my leading men. I think it just breaks the ice. The kissing couple elaborated during an Entertainment Weekly chat. I kissed him, all right? It happened. No regrets. No regrets. I kiss lots of people. It's like, you know, it's, I'm a very friendly guy. Listen, this story's got, this story's had legs about kissing Remy. I've just been trying to give it more legs, so I don't know if it's on social media or whatever. I don't, I haven't got social media. But I, as I said, I used to kiss Remy after the end of every scene, so yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I mean, it's like, no big deal. I would just rush through scenes just to get to that moment. But you get kissed. Yeah. Yeah, carry, carry two takes, we're good, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah. God almighty, just spreading the love. Rami Malek has no regrets about his work with Daniel Craig, although we all may regret that this will be Craig's last turn as James Bond. For now, No Time to Die is alive and well at box offices worldwide. Thanks for choosing This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Tanya Kane Perry and Joe Bainline, produced by Brian DeShazer. You heard music performed by the United States Coast Guard Band, Michael Bublé, the National Youth Brass Band of Great Britain, and from a chorus line and a movie trailer for No Time to Die. 
Kim Wilson, composer and performed our theme music. This is our thanks to Kicking Assets Fund of the Tide Foundation, the Ivana Foundation, a bequest from Christopher David Trentum, and donors David Hunt and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at PR Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078 USA. For associate producer Lucia Chappell and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on 3CR Fitzroy, Victoria, CFUV, Victoria, British Columbia, KOPN, Columbia, Missouri, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned.